Say Something. It's like a podcast, but it's a vodcast, so you can listen and watch. It's like news talk or sports talk, but it's life talk, so we can walk the road together. Lisa Turkhurst, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Proverbs 31 Ministry, chats about faith, trust, and hope when life takes a hard turn, maybe even spirals. Something that God has really taught me is that we don't have to understand Him to trust Him. We don't have to understand the why behind the what in order to walk in faith. God doesn't want to be explained away. He wants to be invited in. And if we have all the answers of why God allows things, maybe we would trust Him more, or maybe it would be a weight too heavy for us to carry. Thanks for joining the conversation. Here we go. Courtney and I just dropped off carpool. And uh, so we decided to meet in the parking lot of Corner Bakery and talk to our friend Lisa Turkhurst. Lisa Turkhurst is president of Proverbs 31 Ministries and the New York Times bestselling author of Uninvited, The Best Jest, Made to Crave, and many others, including her latest, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way, where she honestly shares about handling disappointing, sometimes devastating life turns. She writes about the sacred nature of suffering and God's unwavering provision and power to redeem regardless of circumstance or outcome. Find Lisa at LisaTurkhurst.com, Lisa Turkhurst on Instagram or Proverbs31.org. Thanks, guys. I'm so excited to be with you in your carpool. Is this kind of like carpool karaoke? Yes. Yes. Please don't. We don't need to sing. We don't need to. And you're in your bathroom. I know it, aren't you? Yes, because I was trying to find a good place that's quiet, and I've got construction workers here building a bookcase, so not a lot of options. That's hilarious. Well, we're super excited about your new book, which is right here. Look, it's not upside down. It looks like it. It, uh, It's not upside down, but sometimes life feels like it's upside down. And her new book is called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way, which I think we've all felt like even possibly today. And so can you just tell us a little bit about why you decided to write this book? Well, I decided to write the book um, because I generally write from my life experiences. And the past three years of my life has certainly been full of experiences. This isn't a story I ever wanted to live, and it's definitely not what I ever wanted to write. But I'm so determined to take whatever I walk through and help people, other people who are going through that same thing, find an elevated perspective of their circumstance. And for me, my faith in God and my relationship with God is the very thing that helps give me that elevated perspective. And um, honestly, I wrote this book for that person who feels so completely lost in their circumstances. And they feel as if God's timing is very questionable, his lack of intervention hurtful, and his promises doubtful. And they may be asking the question, what in the world do I do with this epic feeling of disappointment? Yeah, and Lisa, one of the things I find interesting is that I know you were writing this before it was even public news. And so I think someone asked me that yesterday, that like, how did she write this so fast? And I think you were committed to sharing your struggle before you even knew how much of the story you were going to share. And so I think that's important for people to know. So can you expand on that a little bit of how you knew what you were going to share and when? Yeah, so um, I kept the details of what my family was going through. I kept it private for 18 months from the moment I discovered about my husband's infidelity to um, 
the very difficult day that um, I posted about it publicly. And um, the only reason I posted about it publicly at that point yeah. was because um, I knew that circumstances were presenting themselves where I had a choice, either the rumor reel was going to tell my story yeah. or I had the opportunity to get out in front of it, share it with truth and ask for prayer. And I made the decision rather than to respond to other people's rumors to just be the one to share the story myself. And um, it was not a decision I made lightly, but I kept the details private for a long time. And I, I think what people need to understand, there's a big difference between privacy and secrecy. Secrecy is for the purpose of hiding something. Privacy is for the purpose of healing something. So I kept things private for a long time because I wanted to give my chance, uh, my my family a chance to heal. But at the point where the story was going to come out anyways, I decided to um, go ahead and let everyone know what was going on. And yes, Courtney, like you said, I had already started writing this book months before. And so if anyone's ever read my, my um, Bible study or gone through my Bible study, Finding I Am, um, now people will understand that when I referenced in that project the source of my secret sorrow, now they know what my secret sorrow was. So I was able to not give specifics in that Bible study, but still invite people into the deep emotional hardship that I was having to work out with the Lord. So I planned on doing that same thing with this book. But when the story came out in the middle of writing this mm -hmm. book, I decided to let the story be the backbone of what I was walking through, but not the focus of my story. Um, I never wanted the book to be a memoir to satisfy people's curiosity. Mm -hmm. I wanted to give people enough connection with what I was going through. So it became a backdrop of experience to me because I know people will only trust my teaching to the level that they know I can identify with the pain in their life. And so with my husband's permission, with my family's permission, um, I let the story um, be the backbone of this message, but not, I would say the backdrop of this message, yeah. but not the, it's not a memoir. It's not a tell all by any stretch of imagination. Um, it's not to satisfy people's curiosity, but it's so that they can translate the life lessons and the glorious nature of the, the sacred nature of suffering and translate those same lessons I learned into their life. I love that you did that because it allows people to enter the enter in with their issues mm -hmm. that have left them saying it's not supposed to be this way. I'd love to hear what you learned about trust in this process. Well, there's several different levels of trust. I mean, there's trust in our relationship with God, which is, um, you know, trusting God is no joke. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, that's know, what I don't think people trust because they don't believe him. Yeah. So when we talk about believing God um, and trusting God, you know, something that I think we get wrong, or at least I get wrong. I don't want to put this on other people, but let yeah. me just be gut honest with where I get things wrong. I have the kind of brain where I want God to make sense. I want God to be mm -hmm. as easy to understand as a math equation. And I want him to be predictable and I want him to be safe. I want my life to be 
plus two equals four. In other words, when I do what God says to do and Mm -hmm. I follow the rules, I want the blessing of his promises in an immediate way on the other side. But we know that we serve a God that Mm -hmm. is neither predictable or as C.S. Lewis uh, said in, in his book Chronicles of Narnia, you know, he doesn't even feel safe at times. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where our trust in God starts to unravel a tad. But something that God has really taught me is that we don't have to understand him to trust him. Right. We don't have to understand the why behind the what in order to walk in faith. God doesn't want to be explained away. He wants to be invited in. And if we had all the answers of why God allows things, maybe we would trust him more, or maybe it would be a weight too heavy for us to carry. And so when God withholds information from us or only shows us a little bit of light for the very next few steps that we're supposed to take. It's not because he's withholding something from us. It's because he's protecting us from a weight we wouldn't be equipped to carry. And I can honestly say that, um, you know, looking back on the past three years, I'm thankful God didn't show me too much of how this story was was going to unfold because Um, If he would have shown me too much, my trust in him would not have been helped. Um, I would have told God, no, it's too hard. It's too much. And um, I would have never signed up for this. And yet here I am three years later. And through the experiences that I've gone through, walked through, um, the Lord has given me an unexpected strength I couldn't have gotten any other way. I want the strength that I have now. I would have just never Mm. chosen the pathway. That yeah. God had to take me to, to get me to this place. Yeah. Hey, Lisa, I've had another question come in um, off of Instagram about your children. And I know that your heart is not just for families that are going through the destruction and the devastation that things happen in your marriage, but I think your heart is for anyone that's facing disappointment, whether it's, you know, you moved across the country or cancer or just any, and there's no scale for you. I've heard you talk such compassion for anyone that's hurting, no matter what they're facing. So speak to those families that are just having to walk through their own disappointment, but they've also got children in the mix. How would you encourage parents that are ushering their kids through while they're also hurting? I, you know, no matter what people are going through, no matter what disappointment they're having to process, um, pain is pain. Anything causing us pain or fear or anxiety or um, doubts about uh, circumstances in their life, any any of that in, in the context of our own life, it is enormous. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't want people to compare their pain with my pain and think, gosh, Lisa, you know, went through almost dying and then having cancer and having infidelity in their marriage. So who am I to complain? No, it, it's, it's not about complaining. It's not about comparing our pain. It's about addressing those things that must be addressed. If we don't feel the pain, we can never heal the pain. Mm -hmm. And I am all about healing whatever pain is in our life. When it comes to our kids and, um, and, and the, the reality that what we go through, they go through. Um, and so this is not a story, like I said, that I ever wanted to live. It's certainly not a story that I ever wanted my kids to have to walk through and I remember just crying desperately God I'm afraid 
afraid of what this is going to do to my kid's faith. I just am. I'm afraid of what this is going to do with, um, with my kid's belief in marriage. And um, I, I was so afraid of all of that. I, I can't even tell you the depth of those fears. And I, I, I also don't want to just lay a blanket, uh, you know, statement across everyone's situation, but I can give you hope, mm-hmm. the hope that I've experienced in my situation. I've watched my kids walk through what I thought would be devastating in their relationship with us, me and Art, and be devastating to our family and be devastating in their relationship with the Lord. And somehow God has made it the exact opposite Mm -hmm. of that. Um, Mm. My kids are stronger in their faith than they've ever been. I had the opportunity to go to Shelly Giglio's church um, several months ago, and she asked if I would do a QA and a with my girls to have them unpack um, where they're at now. And um, my girls were all eager to do it. I, I thought that they wouldn't be. Now, my oldest daughter, right before we walked on stage, said, does anybody have any anxiety medication? And I just said, <laughs> um, the only anxiety medication I have is what I give to my dog during thunderstorms. And Pope's like, give it to me. I'm well, it's funny what you, um, I watched that and I was so blown away at your youngest and I don't know if you had planned on asking her to pray, but I was like, holy smokes, even just that moment for her watching the depth of her prayer that day was like just so unexpected to me and amazing. So, so unexpected, Courtney, so unexpected. And I know this isn't everyone's story. I know the reality is that sometimes families go through things and it is, Completely devastating to everyone involved um, yeah. but I'm just saying maybe I can share a little hope that um, somehow in this unexplainable craziness um, our story was different and um, you know we've all gone through therapy I, I want to say that we we all recognize the deep need to not just heal spiritually with the Lord but to heal emotionally and sometimes that takes some really good Christian counselors, um, and uh, but but I I, I am amazed. I, I am absolutely amazed that all those Bible lessons I taught my kids when they were younger um, gave them some kind of a foundation upon which to build when the external circumstances of their life fell apart internally. They did not. I think that's part of the anxiety that goes on and wanting to run from the pain than actually embrace the pain. And so I've heard you say that the first step is to feel it and and that you've also said to get help from the outside. What are some other practical things that you have, have experienced walking through that you go, now this was good and this wasn't good and this is even how friends helped me and this is how friends didn't help me? Well, uh, I would definitely say that um, I don't want to give anyone the impression that I didn't have those moments where I was so rattled yeah. in my circumstances that, um, that you know, I was like this pillar of strength in my faith. That, that just wasn't true. You know, there were moments where I had to go stand on a friend's faith because I couldn't oh, find I love footing that. in my own. Yeah. You know, I, I had to go and ask my friends who I knew 
were praying more words for me than they were speaking about me or speaking to me. Wow. And, and those were huge. friends that I knew when everything starts to fall apart, I can go and stand on their fate um, because I can't find footing in my own. And what I mean by that is friends that wouldn't try to explain why I was in this situation or what I should be doing in this situation. So good. But instead, mm-hmm. they would just speak truth. They would just open up God's word and say, Lisa, let's just read the promises of God together. Yeah. Let's just read the lament in some of the Psalms and how God turned what seemed like devastation yeah. into hope. And let's believe together that he's going to do that for you, no matter how the story turns out. Right. You know, I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves that they, in a situation like mine, they can't ever have redemption unless reconciliation happens. Right, right. But that's just not true. Yeah. Reconciliation is dependent on two people wanting that same thing and two people being willing to do the hard work. And that's not always true for everyone. Right. And there were seasons of my story where that was not true. Um, but it is true now. But regardless, redemption is only so good. Uh, is only it, it, stand, it rises and falls on one person standing right. before the Lord. And redemption is ours for the choosing with our relationship with the Lord, whether or not we ever have reconciliation. I am grateful beyond words that now I'm in a season of both um, catching those glimpses of redemption. Um, but also doing the hard work of reconciliation in my marriage. But I recognize there are other people who um, they didn't have that same choice. And so I just want to breathe into anyone out there who you're dealing with circumstances beyond what you can choose your way out of. Um, That redemption is still possible for you. Um, And it's possible because we can stand in front of a gracious God who says, I will take all things and work them together for good. It may not feel good right now, and it may not be for our immediate good, but God is working something out, and we will just stay with him. Mm, really good. So good. I know you have another interview, Lisa, so we need, do we need to let you loose? Uh, we probably got, like, two minutes. Okay. So I, we'll I, apart okay. All right. Well... I just love you and I'm so proud of you and I think no one knows the depth the actual depth of your pain and um, and or on the reverse just I could cry just knowing how actual grace filled you've been through this process and how strong I'm just so proud of you but will you tell people I've watched you choose perspective over and over again but tell people just about your cancer diagnosis and how that perspective wasn't another blow but you actually saw God's hand in the timing of that and let's maybe end there okay well in June of last year, I posted a blog um, that we've already talked about where I shared my story. And um, at that point, I thought my marriage was over. And so I took a sabbatical where um, I just needed to rest. I, I needed to just have quiet moments and let God um, start the healing process all over for me again. And because I am not a person that does really well with sitting still, I rested for a couple of days and then I was like, I got to get some stuff done. And so I decided to make all the appointments that, um, that are necessary, but we kind of put off when our life is busy. And one of those was to go get a mammogram. And, um, I could have gone another whole year without it being 
technically time for another mammogram because I've had so many healthy reports over the years that um, that I could skip years in between. And so, but I decided to go ahead and get it done anyways and check it off the list. Um, and it was um, it was not as simple as what I thought. I got a call back, and then I got another call back, and then. I got the request um, that they wanted me to come in for a biopsy, and then I got the devastating news that I had cancer. And um, I remember when I posted that blog in June of 2017, I thought it was the worst thing that had ever happened to me. But then in September of 2017, when I got diagnosed with cancer and the doctors told me that they caught it so early that um, my prognosis was going to be good and that um, the timing of this was crucial. I looked back at my marriage situation and I I was like, okay, so in June when my marriage fell apart again, was that the worst thing that happened or was it yet another thing God used to save my life? It's all about perspective, you know? Mm, Yeah, that is huge. Oh, Lisa, I just know, like always, this book is going to touch so many lives, and I appreciate your courage, and I appreciate Art, too. I know this was a a family effort to decide to put some of the story out there, and I just, I love you so much, and thankful for your kids and your family and your story. Yeah. Thank you, Courtney. That means the world to me, and yeah, I... I agree. I told Art yesterday, I said, you know, you are definitely the unlikely hero in this story. I had the opportunity to be interviewed on the Today Show yesterday, and um, he was the one behind the scenes praying me through that opportunity and pushing me to do it. Um, And so, you know, it was not easy. Um, It's not easy for him to um, let me tell the world what we've walked through because um, this is as much his story as my own. And and I was careful not to share his story. One day I hope he'll have the opportunity to do that on his own. But how the story affected me was the focus of the interview. But it took a lot of courage for Art to say, Lisa, not only do I want you to do this, but I think it's necessary that you do this for all the other hurting people that... um, would probably drown in their own tears if not Mm. seeing the glimmer of hope in ours. Oh my gosh. Okay, well the story of hope is definitely on the shoulders of the one who is hope. And we just thank you for continuing to just point people to truth. And even the truth that's in the book about forgiveness, about anger, about anxiety, about fear, about all the things that we struggle with as people, we're not alone. And so thank you, Lisa, so much for hanging out with us briefly this morning and go get the book go get the book and there she is <laughs> bye. Love you guys. I love you guys have a great thanks bye so good until <laughs> next time go say something kind and encouraging to somebody because you know what even as the holidays are coming people are living in anxious moments just because relationship can be hard and a lot of times you do hit these points in life where you're like, is this really, is this really what it is? And, um, well, and I think about, it makes me think about, um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law lost their, their baby last yeah. year. And like the holidays are just tough and, and, and people, 
holidays are really, really tough. I know. And so Thanksgiving is before Christmas for a reason, I think, because it really lets us tick off all the things that are great. Like, And, and by great, it's the stuff to be thankful for that is steadfast so that when those things, those mm-hmm. things hit us, that it, that's like it shouldn't be this way. Or if only the if onlys, if only I had this. And it's like, let's just dial it back and take a breath mm-hmm. and breathe in truth and and a lot of this um, is raw truth that Leisha shares in her book. She's great about sharing raw and sharing mm-hmm. authentically. And um, she's pretty bold about that. And yeah. and so anyway, we hope it's encouraging to you. You guys are encouraging to us. Yeah. And so thanks for tuning in. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thanks again for joining the conversation. We love hanging out with you guys. Want to stay connected? Like or follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us on Instagram. See you next time on Say Something.